1: Good evening and welcome to another edition of 48 Years of Football, everyone's top-notch English-Korean football podcast. I thought it was a niche music podcast. Uh, well, yes it is, but this week's outro was a little, uh, intro was a little bit more, less niche, yeah? As always, as you can hear, I'm joined by Paul. Uh, today, on today's podcast, we're going to talk about the ACL. For all you <coughs> avid followers of the John Book uh, appeal case, we'll have a result for you today. We'll look at some transfers, some ins and outs, some underwhelming ones, some overwhelming ones, some downright why ones. And then I guess we'll have a quick update on the Friendly so far, to get an idea of exactly where everyone's favourite Korean team is going to be in the K-League next season. Uh, Spoiler alert, the Friendly results have been pretty honking for Korean teams. All round, right? All round, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Pretty bad, yeah. But... <clears throat> this week's intro music, Paul, very interesting. Why did you choose uh, that music this week? Because I know it was you that chose it, as always. Yeah, uh, it was obviously Crowded House, uh-huh. Don't Dream It's Over. So that's because uh, Global have been knocked out of the ACL when their dream's over? Uh, among, among several teams, Global were knocked out this, officially okay. this week. Any other reason why anyone
0: else whose dream might be over? Um, yeah, the Burmese team.
1: The Burmese yeah, team. Okay, but I think the biggest news about well, the ACL, I guess, this week is that, as everyone knows, or anyone who follows the podcast knows, uh, John Book were kicked out uh, rather surprisingly of the ACL just a few weeks ago. Uh, they decided to appeal. The appeal was heard uh, yesterday, and the result is there will be no appeal, and John Book have officially been turfed out of this year's ACL. So, I think so the Court for Arbitration of Sport decided they couldn't overturn the John Book bribery scandal. Yeah, how
0: do you, how do you feel about that?
1: Personally, I think it's a disgrace. But I know you're pretty happy because you think for some reason that means that if will win ten in a row or something. But <laughs> um, like yeah, I think I mean, uh, I get I get the, I get the reason why they were kicked out. But I I also do think that that you're you're still punishing a team for what happened, like you know, three, four years ago. Uh, It's not like they did the bribery scandal to get into the ACL. It's not like they won the ACL by bribing anyone. It's not even like it's actually clear if John Book themselves actually were involved in the bribery either. Um, And you get the feeling that if John Book, if if the John Book kind of chief executives had known that they were going to be docked, you know, nine points in the league, uh, kicked out of the ACL, they might have put up more of a fight. Uh, you know, they maybe not have kind of just... Because I, cause I think they didn't really, you know, say that they... The whole court case, they, they, they didn't really fight against it. They didn't really cooperate either. But you get the feeling that maybe they thought it would just all kind of like, disappear. But obviously it's come back to bite them for the second time. <coughs> they lost the league last year and they're out of the ACL this year, right? But I think... The way
0: the, the ACL rules work is, is that it says if you've been found guilty of certain infringements, you'll be excluded from the, the tournament the next year. So it's always going to run over two years, is it not?
1: Yeah, I think maybe the big problem then, maybe that I have, is the fact that they, for some reason the K-League decided to dock them nine points last year and not nine points this year. I think if I had everything been done in 2017, it would have made more sense. Maybe I wouldn't be viewing <coughs> them being kicked out of the ACL as being you know like a double a double punishment, but at the end of the day there was you know like some form of bribery done, and I guess yeah they've got to they've got to pay the price for it, I guess yeah, and they're also paying the price for it. It would seem in their in their squad as well, several top top players are are kind of leaving as well yeah so
0: Constante. Uh... Had his unveiling ceremony at um, Kashima.
1: Yep. So he's he's definitely one hundred percent gone. They've, as we've discussed many times on, on the podcast, they've obviously lost uh, Leo. Well, they've got a new Leo. Yeah, I guess we'll talk about that at the transfer at the transfer section. Yeah. Okay. Um So I guess we'll go through like a quick update now that the playoffs are are well the the last round of the playoffs are upon us. So Brisbane Roar they played against Global right.
0: Yeah. Philippine team.
1: Philippine team? That was.
0: All over after about 30 minutes.
1: <laughs> yes. As Brisbane World ran out, 6 0 winners, right?
0: Yep. So Brisbane will now travel to. Shanghai Shenhua. Okay. Is that Sven's X team? No. That's uh, Shanghai SIPG, who may be called something else nowadays. Okay, yep. So so that was one result. Uh, next up, we had. Shanghai Shenhua is a good friend of the podcast, Gary's new team, now that he's living in Shanghai.
1: Oh really? Why is he following with I thought he was he was a bit of a glory hunter. Well, being a hardcore
0: Wednesday fan. Well,
1: I've been a hardcore FC SO fan, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, next up we, we had and uh, apologies in advance for the pronunciation of this, we had Thai versus Yadarbon. Yep. Uh, that finished five 0 to the team from Sukhothai, who I'm going to assume are from Thailand. Okay, so their reward is to travel to Shanghai and to play against Shanghai SIPG, who, <coughs> as Paul alluded to, are now called Shanghai Far East, I believe. The Chinese teams seem to change their name like, on a pretty pretty common, to common a basis. To do corporate right? sponsorship. Yeah, okay. So I guess SIPG, whatever they were, are no longer sponsored in Shanghai, and now they're, they're called Far SIPG East. SIPG
0: was the uh, port authority, right?
1: I have no idea. Yeah, I think it was the Shanghai port, something or the other. Okay, but now they're being sponsored by someone else, right? Okay. Uh, we have uh, Bangkok United played against Johor. Uh, that finished one each after 90 minutes and after extra time. Went to penalties and.
0: Johor ran out 5 4 winners. So, not bad for the Malaysian team to win away in Thailand.
1: Yep, it's, just, it's unusual for any. Team really went away in ACL because that is so heavily stacked against them. Yeah. Yeah. So their reward is a trip to Osaka. Yep. Uh, if anyone from their fan base is listening, just uh, drop us a line and I'll give you a really good uh, um, restaurant to go to for some uh, raw fish. <laughs> and I'll also tell you about sake bar not to go to as well. Yeah. And then the th- the fourth match is Kichi
0: visiting Korea to play against Osan, Osan. and it is definitely Osan now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, so that's definitely confirmed in stone. That it had to be all done by the, uh, by this week, and yeah, John Book are definitely out, and Olsen are definitely in, and um, you're going to go down to Olsen to watch this game. Strangely enough, uh, the answer to that question would have been no, uh, until I heard recently that they may or may not be bringing ex-zombie striker, as you like to call him, uh, Nika Hanovic, uh, Sorry, Nika Jelovic um, might be coming to Ulsan. For anyone who doesn't know, I'm a huge Celtic fan, and Nika Djilovic actually scored the winning goal for the old Rangers club in the League Cup final against Celtic. The old Rangers club? Yeah, because they're no longer the same club. They're, they're an old club, no matter what their fans tell you.
0: But I thought one was Glasgow Rangers and one was the Rangers. Uh, yes, so... so... if you just said he used to play for Glasgow Rangers, we all know who you're talking about.
1: Yeah, but I just want to make sure that everyone understands that they are not the same club they are now, eh? Anyway, it's a Korean podcast. Anyway, so Niko Djilovic may be coming to Korea. Um, good friend of the podcast, Jamie McCourt, <coughs> uh, has already confirmed that if he is in Korea and Niko Djilovic is anywhere near Seoul, he will be wearing his Starry Plough shirt. Uh, and I'll be standing right next to him in the hoops. And we're going to sing plentiful songs about Niko as we really don't like him. I can't repeat on a family podcast what Jamie actually may or may not have called him. (laughs) But, so that's a big news there, because, I mean, in fairness, that would... (laughs) I may be wrong here in saying this, that you may have a different opinion, Paul, but in my eyes, that would be the biggest sign in in Korea that I can remember, to be perfectly honest. Played in the Scottish Premiership, played in the English Premiership, uh, played uh, in the Champions League for the bad Vienna team, Rapid Vienna. Um. That would be a pretty, in my eyes, that, that would be a pretty big signing for a Korean team, to be honest. I had a look up on Wikipedia, because I don't know him inside out, obviously. Uh, he's he's only 31. Um, so not like he's passed it. He has a few years left in him yet. So that would be, a, I think, a big sign. Would you would, would you rate that as being a good signing for Olsen? For Do you think it's probable? Do you think Olsen can land that next premiership striker?
0: they've clearly got a connection into east europe right with all the the players they've they've had coming in yeah um i think i think it would be an interesting signing for the k league to have a kind of a player of that pedigree um whether they can get whether they can actually land him or not i don't, i don't know yeah i
1: mean they're whether he'll
0: actually stay around even yeah. even if he does come
1: We discussed this last year, you know like john book wanted to be known as the korean galacticos you know there was rumors of them trying to bring I think at one point the rumor was the the strong rumor was Torres, right? Right. Uh, that was never going to happen, but that was like the, the kind of big rumor on the like on the forums and stuff. Uh, you've got to say not in the same league as Torres, obviously, but definitely this would be a in my eyes definitely like a massive signing.
0: Talking of Chumbuk and their in their quest to <coughs> replace the Galactica that was Leo, who, they, have they, who have they brought in?
1: They brought in uh, everyone's favourite Palestinian Brazilian.
0: <laughs> Possibly the only Palestinian Brazilian. <laughs> yes,
1: probably, yeah. Uh, Eder-Louise, who will come in as their Asian player, not as one of their foreign players. Uh, he has a Palestinian passport. At uh, the moment, anyway. At the moment, anyway, yeah. He spent the last two seasons uh, at Daegu, where in 76 appearances, he rocked up the amazing total of 16 goals. Is he a, a striker or is he a, like a, a attacking midfielder? Well, you'd have to say with sixteen goals in seventy six games, he's not a striker, right?
0: But does he Does he play <laughs> as a striker?
1: Well, he's been, he's been brought in as a. It sounded like he was been brought in as a striker, but because it's, it's not a bad goal return for a midfielder, right? But I think he must been attacking midfielder. There's no way he can be an actual striker. He, I mean, he's not a he's not a predator in the box. I mean, even 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 the rookie has scored more than sixteen goals in seventy six games, <laughs> and he's played hulking as well, right? Um, but yeah, so interesting that that's the name that they brought in. Also really interesting was when they released their fixture, their team sheet, <clears throat> for their friendly against Bronby. They seemed to have a Brazilian in defence, but now they seem to have amended that team sheet and that name is gone. So, okay. Eddard did make the bench for that game. Yeah, he flew out to the training camp and made the bench. Uh, but in their team, they had a Brazilian called Mazalo, or something, they, in defence. But now they've really like, now that you look at that team, that fixture, the, the team she's he's no longer there. So I don't know if that was, I don't know how that, I don't know what actually happened there. Uh, so I did think we were going to be announcing a Brazilian defender as well, but that looks as if that hasn't hasn't happened.
0: You're a lot of signed a defender. You're telling me
1: we have indeed Croatian uh, legend. Uh, Marina Orsulic uh, apologies in advance, big man, for getting that wrong. Um, played last year, somewhere. <laughs> um, I'm assuming in the Croatian league. Uh, Twenty nine appearances. Um, Thirty years old, I think he is. Um, looks like a big, a big lad. His Wikipedia starts having a rather ridiculous height, so we're not going to even comment on that. But yeah, he looks like a big lad. Uh, he also he also knows his football. He said, uh, "I'm signing for 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 Sol-Nam and I know that they are one of the biggest teams in Korea." Historically, they are. <laughs> yeah, well, they're still the biggest team, right? Uh, Some of the most the most trophies, right?
0: But um, it'd only be like someone signing for Preston and saying the same thing, right?
1: Yeah, you may get a little bit of a surprise when he when he turns up and and travels to, like, you know, Show Stadium for, like, half a, half a stand. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Sorry, Dan. But, interestingly enough, I saw photographs of, like, of Elan Stadium. It was on, like, the Key League Instagram account. And um, they've actually reduced that stand so much that SEFC is now... looks as if it's now EF. I don't really know what's happened there. Uh, I don't really know, I guess, that's them, we're be doing that stand, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we signed him. Huge news for us. Uh, he comes in to complete our foreign contingent. We have Paolo Sergio in midfield. We have Neko uh, up front. And then we have and uh, at the back. Uh, we're still looking at bringing in a, a, a an Asian player as well. Um, so, that was supposed to be the defender. So, I guess he's not looking for another defender now. But, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, generally foreign defenders generally seem to be reasonably good in the K-League I would say like um, big friend of the podcast Adrian Lear you know strolled through his first season at su one FC you know we have like Rob Cornthwaite uh, who strolled who did pretty well um, Osmar Osmar who's like well who can, who can forget Osmar right Inshon like uh, John, Judge did pretty well so yeah so like Looks I think I think foreign defenders seem to be kinda of slotting okay in the K League, so I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty happy and I'm pretty uh, satisfied with with that move. But we'll put in an arch up young guys as well. And that's it we can uh, I think we'll try to, you know, like bring in players to bring through in future seasons as well, which is good. So you're
0: optimistic for the
1: season? Um I mean there's only one outcome right there can, there can only be one outcome we have to win the league I mean that's it like, so it's not really optimistic it's more just like there's no other choice anything other than winning the league is a failure so um, so let me put you on the spot will Songnam finish above Eland
0: yes will they finish above everyone Um, no <laughs> Who, who's your tip to win the league then
1: my tip to win the league uh, is probably Poussin, to be honest. Poussin. I think Poussin will probably win the league. Okay. Um, but my hope, obviously, is that we win the league, but I think it, I, I, there's just something about that. I think the Poussin may just do it second year in. Uh, I also hear, talking about signings, I also hear that you guys have replaced Goldriano with the amazingly named Brazilian. Mourinho yep. not to be confused with his Portuguese cousin <laughs> yeah. uh, the fans as you seem incredibly happy right now the fans the Suho Shin seem to, to be revolting uh, good friend of the podcast Stevie has been saying that for many a season so uh, but anyway uh, Suho Shin are happy
0: uh, underwhelmed I think is the the phrase I'm, you're looking for Um Obviously, a few years ago, they they signed that Brazilian Rafael Costa with a big fanfare, and he turned out to be absolute load of beep. Uh, and he also had the big fanny as well. And and the,
1: American fanny.
0: The, I think the feeling is that this guy may turn out to be the same. Um, his stats are not that great, but apparently, according to a good friend of the podcast Ryan, he was played out of position at Chunnam. So, so who knows? <laughs> I guess we should give him
1: a, a bit of a chance, obviously. But he came from, he he, he was at John Am right? And then he went to China? Uh, did he?
0: I don't know. But I mean, like, where
1: have you signed him from, is what I mean?
0: No idea. I didn't pay any attention. All I saw is the, the photo that the, the team put up of him in his soul shirt. He didn't look very happy.
1: He didn't look at all, right? He was like, where's, where's the hot dog stand? Where's the Swedish hot dog fender? like, that's the other soul team.
0: And it... He looked like he was carrying a few kilos on his face as well.
1: Yeah, I mean I wasn't. I, I, I mean I do remember Rafael Costa. Just to clear up what I meant by here, the big fanny, uh, is he really did have a big arse? He really did look like he was piling. He was he, he was carrying a few pounds that boy. Um, and I signing that, <coughs> so I mean I, we've discussed this with the Phantom on several occasions. Like so, don't normally, uh, or are not. Known for bringing in, you know, like, untried, unknown, you know, flops. You know, like other teams, you know, they like always have, you know, like their three Brazilian foreigners who like come in, do nothing, and then and then leave. But so seem to like, generally have a pretty good record with the signings. Uh, so Rafael was a bit of a, a strange one, um, and this guy, as well as not looking happy, this guy also. Yeah, as you said, stat-wise, is not, is not, doesn't look like he's going to be scoring, scoring a a, a barrel of of goals for you, Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a
0: bit of an odd one. I think he seems to be a bit of a winger, and I don't think we need, particularly need a winger. We need a a central forward that can score a hatful of goals because Dan and Park ji neither are neither them particularly fast or pacey, are they?
1: No, not not really. No. And
0: uh, you, you tell the other. Sort of good potential goal scorer has gone off to the army. Um, so that leaves what Unilock, who's <laughs> hopeless, absolutely hopeless. Uh, I'm a bit worried about where the goals are going to come from. Okay. As, as was proven in our recent friendlies. Uh, so yeah, how did your friendlies go? So they went down to Hong Kong to play in this New Year's Cup. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a four-team tournament with basically two semis, and then you either went through to the third, third, fourth playoff, or the final. So in their first game, they played against uh, Auckland City. New Zealand champions, OFC champions, recently dispatched from the, from the Club World Cup by Kashima, I think they lost to, in the, in the first round. Um, Seoul lost 1-0. That's not good. So they obviously went through to the third, fourth place playoff, where they played Muang Tong United of Thailand. Oh, they are
1: pretty poor, right?
0: Who'd, who'd lost to Kitchi in, in the other, other semi-final and again they they conceded a goal within 2 minutes and then huffed and puffed for the rest of the game and eventually lost 1-0 again so <coughs> 180, 180 minutes of football no goals it's looking
1: pretty dire so um they like, that's a pretty poor they got pretty poor kind of uh, like friendly build up so far right i mean you might say it's sort
0: their first first game of the season um, it's only a friendly however I, I would say that both teams are much weaker than Seoul should be and both teams should have been dispatched relatively easily yeah so
1: okay okay um, interestingly like the um, yeah. uh, ex-Osan player Celio Santos uh, is is on his way to join uh, Muang Thong I don't know if he joined in time to play against FC Seoul I don't know. Big Santos the big the big uh, Brazilian guy. Who might be uh a, a foreign defender who didn't really quite settle in the K League, I guess. Okay. Any other friendlies that were played this week? Um
0: I saw Suwon Sue on Su- Blue Wings. Uh, came away with a nil nil draw against the Japanese
1: a J two team, right? J two team, yeah, Bell Shonan Belmore. <clears throat> Something like that. yeah. Shonan Belmare. Belmare, yeah. Nothing each. Not Not exactly, uh a great result for the Blue Wings either. Uh, has Jonathan signed properly for the Blue Wings now? Uh, they're still in, in contract talks as far as I know. He did put something on his Instagram saying there will be an announcement soon. I think we talked about this last week and there, I haven't seen anything since. Hopefully the announcement will be that he's signing for Seoul. I uh, don't really see that happening. But but again, it's really interesting that Jonathan, everyone thought, had signed for Suwan on Blue Wings and he was another kind of like Tiago, right? Yeah. So you just wonder how many of these players Korean teams bring in uh, who are kind of like, you know, their are signings but actually aren't signings. Something fishy going on. Yeah, it's pretty bad, right? Uh, other friendlies, we know that uh, Guangzhou, they're in Spain right now. They put against uh, Shamrock Rovers, uh, Irish champions, I believe. Uh, no, no. Dundalk are the Irish champions. Um, they lost 2-1. Interestingly, Shamrock Rovers playing hoops. Playing, playing the Celtic hoops. So, I was happy with that result, obviously. Um, but, uh, and I guess the other, the other friendly update that we have is John Book have had an absolute mayor of a friendly season. their pre-season. I think they played three games now and lost all three. Their most recent one was they played against Bronby. Uh, in which Idar made the bench, as we talked about earlier. And they lost four to to, okay. to 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 Bronby. And
0: they're playing Copenhagen today. They're
1: playing Copenhagen today, yeah. And I believe those games are actually being shown on Korean TV if you if anyone's interested in watching them. I believe the Copenhagen game I think the Bronby game was on KBS and sports, I believe. Okay. And I think the Copenhagen game was on KBS and sports as well. Okay. But uh, not really <coughs> I mean, not really impressive results for the Korean teams um, so far. I, I
0: think the whole pre-season has been very underwhelming this year. Yeah. It's been, I haven't really seen any new kits released. I think Suwon released their new kit yesterday.
1: Yeah, which is, yeah.
0: But apart from that, I haven't seen any big fanfare kit releases.
1: Right. I mean, apart from Gangwon's flurry of activity at the beginning, you know, which kind of gave everyone hope for, for this pre-season, it's been pretty, pretty low-key
0: across yeah. the board, right very yeah very lucky no no major friendlies per se no major kit releases no major signings except for those at Kangwon. one
1: yeah been... should should also be noted as well like just a little update if you're interested in the in the challenge uh Dijon citizens uh lost one 0 and they're preseason friendly to 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 Ligia Warsaw <sighs> who who played Celtic recently did they not? uh it's like Celtic don't years, like yeah. Ligia Warsaw we don't like them. What happened was Ligia Warsaw beat Celtic comprehensively over two legs and then in the last 20 seconds of the game yeah. decided to bring on an, an ineligible player. Someone who was like, actually had a, was on a yellow card suspension and so therefore forfeited the tie 3-0 and Celtic went through um, into the uh, Europa League, I think it was, and got ceremoniously humped by every team that we played. Um, so yeah, so we don't really like Legia Warsaw. They're also, they have like a mad crowd of ultras as well that follow them. But yeah, uh, so I not hope. really anything great to be talking about in terms of Korean teams, you know, like humping European teams or, or like doing anything really worthwhile in their in the pre-season. Uh, that you, you'd have to say that there's not really a whole, a whole, um, lot to, I mean, The season's never won in a friendly, obviously, we know that, but looking at the scores, looking at the players that have come in... Was that this week's cliché? It was supposed to be last week's cliché, but uh, work, unfortunately, took over. Um, But, yeah, so, really... But, but I guess, nothing that we've learned uh, in the pre-season, I guess, looking at it, you're going to say, John Book, you'd have to imagine I'm not going to be running away with the title this year. Uh, For me the team that's probably... If I had to tip a team to win the Keeley Classic, uh, unfortunately, it would be... If they keep Jonathan, it, it, it would be the Blue Wings. As much as that would pain me to see, I think the Blue Wings could win the title this year. It's been a while. It's been a while. What I will say is I can, I, I feel very certain, very confident that I can say that John Book won't. Okay. There you go. There you go. Paul, any predictions? Uh, I mean, the season starts
0: in a few weeks. Yeah, we're a month away now, right? Four week. Yep. four weeks today, I guess. Is it?
1: Must be four weeks today. Yeah. Could almost time for a, an advent calendar. <laughs> um, yeah. I
0: think it, it's got the potential to be a very interesting season, a very evenly matched season. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Kang to do it. Gangwon, yeah. You think they'll see it? Yeah, why not?
1: Okay, uh, I'm going to say, yeah. As I said, I think the Blue Wings might just edge it, but I would love to see Gangwon do it. To be perfectly honest, I think that would be good for the K League. Bad for anyone who <laughs> doesn't like <orange>. audience. <laughs> okay, and I guess that that's pretty much this week's podcast wrapped up. I think uh, not really, as we said, not a whole lot happening next week. I guess we'll we'll know if Ulsan have made it into the groups. And, in fact, we'll, we'll have all the groups uh, finalised uh, by attending the next podcast. Yep. Uh, and then I guess we can maybe start doing some previews on the on the ACL. Uh, I'm going to say that John Book won't get out of their group.
0: Okay. You, you're you assuming that Ulsan will make it, though, right?
1: Uh, yeah, Ulsan will be... Kitchy. Kitchy. They should do, yeah. So I'm going to say Ulsan... Yeah, I think O'San should safely, safely beat Kitchi. Maybe 3-0 is my prediction for that one. Okay. I think uh, Brisbane Roar will beat Shanghai Shenhua. You think so? Nah, yeah, I just said that, but I think so, yeah. Uh, and I think Shanghai SIPG will win and Gambo Saka will win, yeah. So the only upset might be, I think, that Brisbane Roar will probably, might just have enough to beat Shanghai.
0: Okay. That means the, the 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 low key preseason meant we would not had much to talk about today. Um, what do you fancy for
1: an outro? Uh, I think maybe how about going with something that has uh, no relevance to the podcast.